Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I'm your host, Robert Brining. I'm being joined by Jeremy Dunn. Jeremy, how are you? I'm just peachy keen. Yeah, you all in a festive uh, American spirit this 4th of July weekend? A festive American spirit. Hmm, yes, I think I have Uncle Sam inside of me. <laughs> Are you celebrating? <laughs> I made a funny, dirty joke. Um yeah, sort of. We're gonna go. We're, we've got a cookout that we're going to tomorrow, and um, it's just gonna be a few people. And I made like ten pounds of potato salad tonight, and it's in the fridge. It's all getting all nice and cold and everything, and and uh, so we're we're looking forward to it. And then probably tomorrow afternoon uh, we'll come back after the cookout and then see if we can go find a place to watch some fireworks. Oh, fine. No, don't, don't say that too loud. Joe wants to go see fireworks, and I'm always the one who bursts the bubble. And I'm like, why go see him? I can watch him on TV. You know, right? Oh, my know. God. Seriously? <laughs> I'm just Joe, one of those people get this who, guy who, out of the house and take him to go see fireworks. <laughs> That's all there is to it. You, you know what? Get Go out. Get out. Turn off yeah, the TV yeah. and go visit with people <laughs> and go and no, it, actually. It, Tomorrow you're, you're, we're going to be um, so tomorrow we're going to be going to my mom's for like a little barbecue, um, uh-huh. and all that good stuff. But you know, then we'll come home and, and deal with the dogs and all that. But I don't know. Uh, usually, all the places fireworks are all down in the city. So for me, it's just a hassle to go down there and be crowded with people. Oh, it's a hassle! It's the Fourth of July. What are you, un-American? <laughs> no, it's not true. <laughs> It is true. No, You're just, un-American. Un-American. Place. You know how many people drink and drive on the road 4th of July weekend, 4th of July? For me, I'd rather so stay drink. home and be safe. Oh, no, please. Get out. It's the 4th of July. Get out there. Go watch some fireworks. Yeah, well, who knows? You have to. Maybe I it's will. Important. Maybe I will. It, it's the law. It's the law. We can yeah. watch them here. I mean, people shoot them off over here. Like, you know, close by that we can see them sometimes by the house. That, so, that's me, not the same. That's not the I same. I know. And he's going to say the same thing that, hey, see, Jeremy's telling you, Jeremy's right. Yeah, of course he is. So maybe Jeremy we'll go is see right. tomorrow. And, and you right. know what? Joe asked you to marry him. The least you could do, the very least fireworks. you could do is go see fireworks. Yeah, maybe we'll go see fireworks. Thanks he for making me feel like crap now. He asked <laughs> you to marry him. He wants to spend the rest of his life with you, and you won't go out and see fireworks for a couple of hours? We'll see. That I'm ashamed be so of you. Anyway, anyway, I am anyway. ashamed of No, no, we're not getting off of this. For No, 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 no. Tomorrow is the 4th of July. Right. And you want to stay home on the 4th of no, July. No, we'll be going out. And, and not go see fireworks. On the 4th of July. It's not my thing, but if it's something... The 4th of July. 4th of July. This is a man who wanted to to be married to you. And this is how you pay him back? Joseph, I'm I'm shocked. I'm dismayed. I don't know what to say. (laughs) I I really... uh, No, it's not a we'll see. It is we will. You say, we will. yes, honey, I would love to go see some fireworks with you. Because you <laughs> want to spend the rest of your life with me. That's all you have to do. It's a little thing. Yeah. It's a little That's thing. True. It's the That's little true. thing. And you want, to keep the, you want to keep the marriage fresh and lively? Just think, he might get some ideas watching those fireworks. <laughs> and he might want to come home and give you a bum buster, too. We'll see, we'll see. No, well, you have to anyway. go out and see it. I, I think I'm, getting, I'm getting consensus in the chat room. 
Yeah, so people are everybody, everyone who's listening tonight, and if you do call in, the one question or the one comment <laughs> that you will have to make before any any questions or any other conversation is that you have to let you, have, you Robert must allow Joe so to allow Joe to take and go see fireworks. It's the fourth <laughs> of freaking July. It's the all fourth right, of right. freaking July. You win. You win. You both I, I win. I, I guess do. I'm going to go see fireworks tomorrow night, so you both I, win. I don't, I so don't know if I win or not. He'll be very nice, and he'll be very happy that you um, talked me into going, so I will go and make oh, you I, both happy. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Robert, I don't want you thinking that I talked you into anything. This is just something that no, you no. want to do. Oh, I know. And it has to be I something know. that you want to do with Joseph, because know, Joseph thanks. loves you. He yeah, wants to spend every minute with you and every hour and he just wants to take you out for a couple of hours watch the pretty little things up in the sky in the night sky hold your hold you with his arm around your shoulders it, he wants it to be very romantic oh. we'll and, see what and, comes about and so. you're shooting him down no i'm not you're shooting, shooting him down, him just, down. it's just not my thing so moving on to what tonight's topic is uh, since some people who may be tuning in may be a little confused of why we're talking about going to see fireworks, um, you know, I, I wanted to do another show hey, on this. By the way, conference. by the way, Robert, Robert, hold on. Yeah. There's no waiting list for fireworks <laughs> like there is for ADAP. You don't have to wait for anything. That's very true. So this isn't today, over, you know. This isn't over. We have 53 be... minutes. <laughs> This is Great, we'll come back to it later on um, in, the, in the show. So um, I, I just want to get on the topic a little bit so, uh, you know, for people who are tuning in to want to talk to us about this can, um, you know, get into it. Because um, it, it's a topic that's very controversial back and forth, whether, you know, ADAP um, is something that should be extended in funding or not. You know, obviously, if you're somebody who is HIV positive and know what it's like to purchase outrageously priced medicine, uh, you can understand what it's like to not be able to afford your medicine and to need something like ADAP. And for those who don't know, um, ADAP stands for AIDS Drug Assistance Program. Um, and and what it is is basically a, a program that helps people like myself. And I'm actually going to go apply for ADAP again because I just lost my insurance. So I will be applying for that um, actually when I come back from the conference. And hopefully that will be all good here because in Pennsylvania we don't have a waiting list. So... Um, in some states, there are waiting lists, and if you actually uh, go to uh, ADAPTAdvocacyassociation.org, they have all the up-to-date news on the ADAP waiting list, how many are um, from each state. Um, per- currently, right now, there are 8,615 individuals who are in 13 states that are on these waiting lists to receive life-saving medication. Like, could you imagine going and finding out that you're HIV positive today or tomorrow, and then being not able to – a lot of people right now with the economy don't have a job, like myself. I don't really have a job that pays me money. So for me, you know, it's crucial for this, and people like myself to have ADAP that they can rely on to get their medication because it's so important that once you start, not to stop. And there's 8,615 individuals who are on this waiting list who are not able to get their medication. So imagine getting diagnosed today and then finding out that you're not able to receive your medication when you are living, you're diagnosed with AIDS. Maybe it's late stage when you're diagnosed and you have to go on meds right away. You know what I mean? And then you're told you can't. How horrible is that? Well, you know, and and it's not just, um, it's not just the waiting list. Excuse me. Um, Because at least, for example, here in North Carolina, we don't have a waiting list. That might sound good, right? Wrong. Because what they did is they just stopped applic- they just stopped um allowing applicants into the program. So no, there's no waiting list, but now there's no alternative. Nothing. Done. Right. No new enrollments. So that's how they that's how they eliminated the waiting list. Um, so, and I just want to kind of throw out there that, uh, with the state 
of the with with the state i should say with with the way states economies are going today um it it's not likely that adap um state funded adap is going to be um a reality unfortunately because there just isn't the tax revenue there just isn't the um there's there's not the fire that there was you know and and that's that's a sad state when it comes down to that just to back you up a minute, Jeremy, did you say yep. that you had no, no people on waiting lists? Because here it says North Carolina has 292. We don't have a waiting list anymore. This I didn't say we didn't have really... anybody on a list. We don't have okay. a waiting list anymore. They you don't have they a waiting stopped, list to sign up for. They stopped. So those 293 people, mm-hmm. those they were left. And anything after, I think it was like March or something like that, they just stopped enrolling people. So you can't even sign up. <laughs> oh wow! That's how they eliminated it. And where are you looking at, by the way? Because I'm out on um, um, ADAP Advocacy Association. Yeah, if you scroll down to the bottom of the home page, there it says ADAP waiting list, and it has ah, there we go. all the and all the waiting lists. There we that go. Are available. Um, if you'd like to tweet us uh, any questions about ADAP or or your comments, you can tweet them at POSIM, or you can put them in the chat room. Or if you're calling and you're on hold and you'd like to speak with us here um, on the show, please press 1 so we know to bring you on air and you're not just listening. You can call us live during the show all hour, 347-215-9442. Again, we're talking about the ADAP waiting list. And, um, you know, the ADAP advocacy is doing a, uh, you know, they do an annual summit um, every year. And this one um, is actually uh, July 5th through the 7th. And I'll be attending that. I'm actually a board member of the ADAP Advocacy Association. And we're... You know, trying to bring people together to educate them and and to show people how to approach Washington with trying to fund this because there's so many things that are being funded. We're bailed out. I mean, we even put a PSA together. Um, I'll put that link in the chat room in a, in a minute. But um, I participated in a PSA with some of the other people that we've had on the show. Uh, Brandon Moxada was on, um, and I believe there was also oh God, what's her name? Oh, Michelle, the beauty queen, was on as well, um, and she was in that uh, PSA. And there's a, a five-minute and a 30-second one that you can check out, and we'll be putting that link up shortly. Um, and, you know, it was the first time there was ever a PSA for ADAP. Um, a lot of people didn't even know about ADAP, and that waiting list existed for people living with HIV who couldn't afford their medications. A lot of people don't realize that our medications are close to 1,200 or more a month depending on what medications you're on. I mean, that's like, what, three, four car payments, <laughs> depending yep. on your car? I mean, it's absurd. It is absurd. It's it's ridiculous. And honestly, what I think should happen, and, this, and, and I know I'm probably going to catch flack for this, but... I think that we need to reevaluate the the billions of dollars that we're sending to other countries for AIDS um, treatments and and uh, and medications when we can't even afford to to make sure that the people in this country have the medications and treatment that they need. We we've got to. Um, Absolutely. Uh, We have to make sure that we can take care of our own people first. But it's okay to to pay for everybody else who's not an American. And and that just – and speaking of the 4th of July and and thinking of America, that is what we have to think about. We have to think about our own people. Anyway, that's and I'm, I'm sure somebody's going to not appreciate that comment, but oh well. Um, we actually have a caller in the queue, and I think he wants to come in, and he or she. It's uh, area code 
805, and we're bringing you on the air. Hello, 805. Yeah, hi. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I'm on speakerphone. I can hear you. Yeah, you're good. Okay, my my name is Doug, and I live in uh, beautiful Southern California. And uh, first of all, I want to tell you I agree with Jeremy, which you just said, in regards to taking care of our own. Uh, we are all individuals that have paid our share of taxes throughout the years, and uh, we can continue to pay our taxes. Anyhow, I just want to, I've been positive for four years now, and I just wanted to say that it is, very important that ADEP fund everyone that becomes HIV positive uh, for the simple fact is what happened to me is that the virus decided to start eating up my platelets. And my platelets went down to three from 340,000 to from 60 to 33, and it would have continued to get gotten worse had I not started the uh, medication. And this is why it's so important that it needs to be funded. And I just wanted to say that. And I, if you have any other questions, I'll be more than happy to answer them. Well, are you on ADAP now? Yes, I am. And I thank God every day that I got it, got it right away. Right, you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Because by now I would have probably bled to death. Yeah. So I wanted to remind what um, our folks who are our listeners who are listening and those in the chat room, what platelets are is that um, they help um, cause clotting, blood clots. So if your platelets mm-hmm. are too low, um, excessive bleeding can occur. So that's what platelets Correct. are. Mm-hmm. Yes. So did you did you have um, – uh, how, how did you find out that the virus was causing the um, reduction in platelets? Just by my uh, random blood check as far as testing to see what my viral load status is. And, and were you um, bruising easier or? Uh, no, I've always bruised easier. But as oh, okay. far as uh, actually, you know, I've never seen a whole lot of, you know, recurring bruising going on. Uh-huh. Right. Once it got down to like 33,000. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And, so, the no, and, the nor- and the normal for platelets is up to like about 340,000. Okay. So, so are are the drugs that you're taking now um, doing anything for your platelet issue? Yes. They've increased to, uh, I think you had me check within uh, six weeks, they've increased like six or 7,000. That's great. So it was, so it was uh, as far as the virus attacking my platelets and eating them up. Uh-huh. So, so you, you've been diagnosed for four years? Uh-huh, yes. Is what you said. And um, you are currently on the California ADAP program. What drugs yes, are, you, are, are you, are, did they, has California, um, and you might know this question, has California uh, at all uh, reduced it down to just the formulary drugs, or, or, or is California also um, no, I, paying I think for... I think they're still paying for everything. They're paying for everything. Okay. Yeah. Be- yeah. Because there's a lot of, like, Arizona, um, Arkansas, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, <laughs> Illinois. I mean, the list goes on and on and on that mm-hmm. they've cut their um, – that they're reducing the coverage just for formulary drugs. And for those who are listening who don't know what formulary drugs are, the formulary drugs are strictly for HIV um, Treatment. So there's no uh, many times, like for example, with your particular situation, Doug. um, I believe that not only is your HIV medication taken care of, but also some of your um, uh, possibly your um, antidepressants, your um, anti uh, uh, um, neuropathy drugs. all those other drugs that are used as a prophylactics with your for- formulary are not covered in many states, but are in. Are you lucky enough that they are still covered in uh, California? So I do, I don't know. I I didn't go any further as far as into that as far as those kind of drugs. Yep. So I'm not I'm not for sure on that. Okay. Okay. Oh. Well, 
Doug, well, thank you very much for calling in, and we appreciate your um, time. Uh huh. And thank you guys. You guys do a wonderful job on this radio show. Uh, well, thank you very much. Uh-huh. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye uh-huh. now. Bye. Cool, cool. Very nice, very nice. Calling you. Um, I like hearing from people who I, I haven't heard from before, so it's nice to get like new uh, new names and to know that other people are listening than other people that we just generally know. So it's kind of cool um, for that feedback. And uh, you know, when people call in to share their personal story and, and things like that, I think that's kind of what makes everything kind of come together here, and, and it's great because that allows us to relate. Um, Absolutely. But, and just a really quick again, Robert, um, just want to remind folks if they want to give us a call at 347-215-9442. And remember to hit that number one button, and um, we'll get you in and, and on the phone. And when you do call in, um, I do have one request that you ask Robert to allow Joe to take him to fireworks tomorrow. <laughs> Look, I'm sitting here and I can hear fireworks going off in my um, out front of my house right now. I can actually um, hear them coming off out here too. So <laughs> I don't know like where they're at. I, I so, hear them. Uh, I just don't see them. Right. Well, I, I don't go out to look for them, but it's interesting. <laughs> um, so, so again, um, you know, it's important for people who don't understand what ADAP is to to learn about ADAP, especially if you're HIV positive, because uh, ADAP is saving people's lives who are just like you. Maybe you're more fortunate and you may have a job at this time and you have um, health insurance and you're able to um, get your medication through through your work. Uh, there's a lot of Americans like myself who are not working and do not have health insurance or income to purchase their own medications. And ADAP is kind of like a last resort, a place where, you know, you don't want to go on ADAP unless you have to go on ADAP. Trust me, I would rather be out there working. Um, and it's just tough. I want to find a job in the HIV field, somewhere where I'm helping people who are newly diagnosed. And it's just tough because I don't have those degrees for people need to have, you know, to be a case manager or to 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 work that close with, with, you know, those that are newly diagnosed in support. You have to have some sort of a degree everywhere I go. And it just knocked me, knocked my socks off because if anybody knows about living with HIV, it would be somebody that is positive. Mm-hmm. And I think yep. that that's a lot of the issues that we have with, you know, the people that try to help us along the way is that they can't relate or they don't really know the best techniques because they haven't gone through it and looked for the best answer. They yep. just give you kind of generic. So so the other, the the flip side of all of this is that by, I believe it's by 2014, we're all supposed to have um, insurance. Well, that's if we're here after the end of the world in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Then well, we don't have to worry about any of this. But by 2014, you know, that's when every American is supposed to have purchased or have some sort of insurance. If it's not, if it's privately um, purchased or um, through a uh, through through their job. So, so I, I that's gonna. I think that's gonna throw an interesting dynamic into all of this too you know right because you can't Um, be denied um coverage for um because of you know a pre-existing condition which hiv is right now now so so robert i'm going to turn the tables on you a little bit and i'm going to ask you a couple of questions so you have you're applying for adap are you eligible for medicaid um, I was getting that, and then I um, was just let go of it all. Oh, I really? lost my insurance. I lost my insurance two months ago, and everything else um, in July. So right now I have nothing. But thank God, where I go um, for treatment, I don't need to have insurance to go down and get treatment um, at the Jonathan Lack Center. I'm able to just come there and and, and get the you know, assistance that I need. So thank God for that. Okay. Is that a train going by? <laughs> that is a train going by, yes. Hello, train. Bye, train. So hopefully, since there's no waiting list here, I shouldn't have a problem getting on the ADAP. Um, it's something that I kind of keep pushing aside, um, and I need to really get on top of it because it's really important for 
us to be in charge of our health and take responsibility. Oh, absolutely. For it. So I can't let that slip through anymore. So I'm going to go take care of that um, right after the summit, which I do want to remind people that the summit is um, in D.C., and it is July 5th to the 7th. We're actually we were going to do a Pause I Emmer's dinner. So we were going to uh, meet up and do a large group dinner, and I had about 20 people that were going to come. Um, but with me only having a week to plan it all out, since I was kind of late with the idea, um, it took a lot more planning than I thought. So we're just going to meet up for drinks. So if you're in D.C. and you're going to be attending the summit and you'd like to go out with us, um, you know, you can join us. So I think we're going to go to this place called Level One. It's a restaurant, and then there is a bar up top for people who want to drink and people who want to eat can eat downstairs. So we're going to meet there, and that's going to be cool. But this summit gives you – going to these conferences and, and the summit here in D.C. gives you a chance to um, learn a little bit more of – how do I want to say it? Of meeting – it's the empowerment of meeting other people that are living with a disease who are going through it. And for me, like, when I first went and I got involved with ADAPT, I didn't really know anybody who was on ADAPT. So to go there and to finally meet somebody who was on the ADAPT waiting list to understand, to get what they felt like, because for, for a lot of people, ADAPT is just numbers to them. But when you see a face, and that's what this, you know, the summit that the ADAPT Advocacy Association does, it puts a face to what ADAPT is and it lets people see really who it's affecting and, and it gives a lot of great ideas of how to go on the hill and talk to people and, and how to pick up the phone and call your, you know, your Did you just say go on the hill? Go on the hill. Yeah, listen to you, <laughs> you little lobbyist, you. And all that good stuff. So, you know, that that's what they do, um, you know, and, and it's, it's an awesome summit. So if you can come do it, it'll be great. Um, this is, I think, my third or fourth one. So it's awesome to see people. But one of the but other you know things that... I will, I will definitely try to get to the next one. I forgot all about that it was this week. <laughs> yeah, it's always right around the 4th of July, so it's good for some people. Some people will go to D.C. and spend, like, the 4th of July in D.C. and see fireworks, which could be really cool and romantic. Um, and well, then, how would you know? Uh, you won't go. You'll just sit in the house and watch them on TV. Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's right. But, you know, people will go and do that and spend, like, a week there. I, I'm just going down on... Um, I You're just going down right on who, that. what? I just jumped right over that. Um, I'm going yep. down to D.C. <laughs> I bet you are. On Tuesday and coming back on Thursday. <laughs> so I hope to see anybody there. And if you're there, um, come say hi to me. Um, but one of the other things I wanted to talk about was something that... An article that was found, I saw it originally on pause.com, but then I saw it, the original post was on yorkdispatch.com. I'm going to put the link here um, in the chat room for people to see where we're, uh, where we're taking them to. It's this new law that passed in, in Pennsylvania, um, and it criminalizes the attempt to expose police officers to communicable diseases such as hepatitis B or HIV, and it passed in the state's House of Representatives. So, for me, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. What do, what, how do you feel on this, Jeremy? It's ridiculous. Because what this is really going out, uh, going, mm -hmm. trying to hit, are the biters. Mm -hmm. You can't get HIV through biting. I, saliva will not do it unless there is, you are... Like you just had cut. root canal done. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, come on, give me a break. You know, and, and the guy who and, – and I just want – because I, I've got – what's funny is I've got my iPad sitting on my, on my lap here, and I've got that story pulled up. And I'm looking at it, and the state representative is Keith Gillespie, or Gillespie, Republican from – Springitsbury? I don't know where that is. It sounds like it's out in the middle of nowhere. But Gillespie, um, it, which is even more astonishing to me, is that Gillespie was an emergency medical technician, an EMT for 30, for I guess, for 34 years. And he thinks he's seen such assaults firsthand during DUI stops and drug overdoses. Hmm. Okay, so, so I, I, you know, this is all going through my head as I read this, but this only 
Well, because I, I'm getting all tongue-tied here because right now is that um, there's there's two penalties for this. If the person knows that he or she has a communicable disease, it would be an assault of a law enforcement officer in the second degree, punishable up to 10 years in prison and $25,000 fine. Now, if the person doesn't know that they have a communicable disease, it would be assault of a law enforcement officer in the third degree and draw seven years of imprisonment and a $15,000 fine. So what they're going to do is if you're a biter or you go to scratch them, I mean, now granted, most of these folks that, according to the article, when that when he saw such assaults firsthand during DUI stops and drug overdoses, all right? So I, I want everybody to remember the, that those two things, DUI stops and drug overdoses. You, nine times out of ten, that those people are so whacked out in their in, out of their gourds that they're going to fight no matter what. So even if you don't know it, and it turns out that you've got something, but you scratched or you punched or you bit the officer, you're going to prison for up to seven years with a fifteen thousand dollar fine. It just blows me away that for not even knowing that even if even um, either way, I mean, for now to me this just kind of feeds into the ignorance of don't we know how HIV is transmitted? It is not transmitted through saliva. You know what I mean? And like you said, well, it, 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 they're 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 including yeah. all kinds of things: hepatitis B, hepatitis. I mean, right. hepatitis B and HIV are the two that are listed in the article, but. I would love to see the actual bill. This is what, it, and for an EMT, I mean seriously, for an EMT to sponsor and write the bill is is shameful. Shameful, right? Because because now, so what somebody's going to do is, well, you know what? I'll get less time if I don't know about it. So right. does that encourage people to go get tested? Probably not. Right. Right? Does it encourage people? So so what you're doing is you're not going after the behaviors here. Again, you're going after and criminalizing HIV itself. Instead of putting people into treatment for, um, you know, substance abuse treatments, you're not going to fix the problem. You're just It's going to perpetuate the issue. Anyway. Yeah, it's crazy. So call us here at the show. Tell us your thoughts. What do you think about this bill? Do you think it's ridiculous that, you know, um, the EMS guy is writing this and, and sponsoring it like, like Jeremy said? Is it, is it make sense to you? Because some people who are positive may agree with this, that, you know, it, it, it may feel right because, you know, the way that they themselves have been infected. So they have different views. Call in and tell us what your views are. Treat us your views at Pause I Am. Let us know what you think. I think it's really important that we discuss that's because people are ignorant and people need to be educated, and it's a shame that somebody like that needs to be educated. I mean, really, think about it. Having HIV and biting, I mean, who would really bite the law enforcement officer but, or spit it? I mean, I don't know. It, it happens all the time. Well, it was um, like the guy down in Texas, right, who right. spit on an officer, mm-hmm. and when they found out that he was HIV positive, they they um what did they charge him with attempted murder or something like that? I think it's crazy. Yeah, it was attempted yeah. murder. It, it, you know, or it's all with a deadly weapon or something. Yeah, something like that. So, so it's you know, and I, there was a comment in here, and I'm going to read it verbatim from from Kenji Cat um, Project Kenji Cat. He says, "Let's be real." People are not getting tested because they don't want to get tested, not because of fear of being arrested. I think, you know, and, and just to reply to that, I, I think, yes, that's partial, you know, that's part of the reality. But the other part of the reality is when it's being legislated in, you know, when, when lawmakers are putting it into legislation over and over and over again, 
that not just by biting people, but also you can get arrested for having unprotected sex with somebody, like here in North Carolina. If you are tested positive, the do- the um, the health department comes by, taps on your door, they will track you down. They will go to your work, place of business. They will go to your home, um, and you and they give you this this nice little memo that you have to fill out and sign, and says. If you are accused or if you are um, – if you are uh, – what did it say? It says – and I'm paraphrasing. So if you are called out and said that – so in, you know, in, you're pointed at saying that you had unprotected sex, you can go to jail for seven years as a Class B felony. What so, is that? What here in North Carolina. Oh, wow. In my state. You know, and um, it, it's – so as, as people start knowing these things, it, it, is a, it is a deterrent from getting tested. Well, there's multiple reasons why people don't get tested. Yeah. A lot of people don't get tested because they'd rather just not know. Exactly. So sometimes it's easier to not know and, and have it all come down to you in one spot. Some people maybe are too screwed up on drugs. To realize that they need to get tested, or or to come to that conclusion, you know, it took a long yeah. time for, for for me to snap out of it and to realize that I really needed to go get tested because I may have done something stupid, or know, they and, don't have the means to. You right. know, they could be, you know, as as you start looking around, you start looking at the homelessness, you start looking at the poverty levels, you start looking at socioeconomic status. It it, it all depends on where you're coming from, right? Hey, and we all come from different places, so that's exactly right. That's absolutely so. right. So, so everybody, it, it, you know, has their own. Go ahead. I was going to say everybody just has, you know, their own place of where they come from. So it's kind of, you know, just different depending on your own views. So absolutely, you know, I mean, there are very different places, and in a lot of these let laws and legislation, they're just. They're they're put on the books out of strip out of fear and ignorance. You know, yeah. it's just it, it is it is the way of what what these what these legislatures are doing. So I mean, but uh, I, I think I think what. Um, what Pennsylvania is doing is is absolutely despicable, and 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 I know and I know I see Kenji Cat in here. He's he's saying uh, he he thinks we're making excuses, um, but I don't think we are making excuses. I think we're um, talking about the reality of of the world. I mean, people obviously don't want to get tested if they don't want to get tested. That's fine. The, the other part of that is that they're deterred from being tested because. They're afraid of retribution. They don't want to. Get, they don't go to get tested because you know what might happen to them. You know, when you are tested positive, I know, like here in, in North Carolina, um, there is a um, there's the intake process is so just absolutely in your face. The health department doesn't want to they, – they want to get a list of names out of you um, and, uh, you know, and not, not send you to treatment. You know, I mean, right. it's, there's, there's a lot of that. And you're, you're right, Randy and, and Terry uh, Dallasy in, in the chat room, you're absolutely right. There's a ton of stigma that comes from all of this. You know, it's you know, these these things that make the news that say, you know, about um criminalizing HIV, you know, and all of that is, you know, to, you know, the 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 force of um uh the force of disclosure, the force of being arrested, the force of you know, is my name going to be thrown on a um, on a list someplace? 
Am I going to be tracked? And, you know, there's all, all of these different factors that go on with it. And, and it's we have to be able to talk about HIV and being tested. Um, you know, and, and it's, it, it's craziness. It, it's get tested and get treatment. You know? Right. That's that's what has yeah. to happen. But we no, don't we and we don't we don't let people do that. You know, and, and kind of, you know, to to wrap it back around to kind of where we started with ADAP, you know, a lot of people don't go and get tested, like say say I have a friend and they know that I'm having issues on ADAP getting my medications and stuff like that. So some people may not even get tested just due to not being able to get the funds to get the medicine because it's so expensive. There's many reasons why people don't go and get tested. Some of them are just ignorant. You know, some of them just don't don't deal with going to the doctors or don't deal with tests or don't think about the, the consequences that are going to come afterwards. So they don't care. Exactly. You know, it, it's, just, exactly. it's different with everyone. So, you know, it makes sense coming from all different angles to me because everybody's, you know, that's their thing. So. Um, but but interesting that you're, you we brought up stigma because stigma is actually the new topic that we have going on over on Pause I Am. Oh really? Um, so it, yeah, we have a bloggers topic every uh, so many months, and we suggest a different topic every month. And this week uh, we're talking about stigma, so we're asking people to blog about um, the, any kind of uh, stigma they have may encountered as somebody living with HIV, or you know what they feel about stigma, how we can end it if they've never experienced it, because some people may not have. So um, that's kind of the topic we're talking about. So I guess we can kind of talk about that. I mean, have people experience stigma all over from their friends, from their family, in their workplace. I mean, it's something that's always um, kind of deterred people from either getting medications or, or going to get tested. And I think it's the way that it is perceived in the media, like you said, with always showing people you know, being criminalized for it and not showing people who are doing, you know, things. Because anytime you ever hear about it, it's either somebody's getting arrested or if Oprah's doing a special, it's about some sort of horrible, um, you know, um, crime that's happening of some guy going around infecting other people. It's never really showcasing people who are doing excellent things. And I think that's my biggest issue. Um, yeah. You don't see a lot of it. Yeah. You, you don't. You, you know, the media what's what's the what's the um one rule in media if it bleeds it leads right right so um if it's not sensational and if it's not controversial they're not going to they're not going to you know what me living with hiv today it's boring here boring because i live just like anybody else does i get up in the morning I go to work, you know. You know, I, I'm, I, I do all of that boring stuff. I'm not, you know, the gaunt, sickly-looking um, HIV/AIDS patient from 1983. It, it's not there anymore. How did I get there? <laughs> How did uh, I get? I, I yeah, so I have no idea how you got there. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> so either. I do wanna, but I oh do no, no, yeah, we were talking about stigma and, and all that stuff. But it, 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 it's what we see, what people see in the media, is what people will believe. That's right. You know, and that's so right because I'm sitting here watching the Casey Anthony trial, and, and I mean, not to go off topic, but I'm sitting here watching it, and it's so funny how what I saw before this, because I've only really watched some of it and only the closing arguments, and. But what I saw before, I had her pinned as she's the one. She did it. She's guilty. She's da da da. She killed her body, you know, duct tape, blah, blah, blah. All that, I had her put to death already and fried. And then as I'm watching the closing arguments and I'm watching stuff, it's unfolding. I'm starting to think that, you know what, maybe it was an accident. Maybe it wasn't something that she did on purpose. And it was something that got out of control. So I know the media really manipulates what people view and how they perceive things. So I think that's interesting that you brought that up as well because I, I just realized that today with watching that. Yeah, they, they um, do. One, I mean, the media does it all the time. I mean, so so you have to go to ver various sources and not rely on one source like phone news, <coughs> Fox News, <coughs> um, and, and, you know, go and look at 
all different places. Go to reputable sources like AIDSTruth.org and um, what do we have here? We've got um, the ADEP Advocacy Association.org. I mean, there's all and Paws.com, AIDS Meds. It's you know finding those reputable places and fi- and figuring out what it's really like. But I agree. Um, people won't go until they until they've been diagnosed. Because there's no reason for them to go, right? Right. Yeah. Unless they know somebody. Right, exactly. So, but um, the odds of actually... them knowing somebody who's actually been honest and disclosed about it probably isn't yeah. that likely because yeah. the fear of stigma and being in the fear of being rejected in the whole nine yards. Oh, I totally agree with you, but I do have a uh, a tweet oh, that I got from our friend Kevin Maloney. Um, he uh, does a blog called Rise Up to HIV, and he actually wrote a letter to President Obama, um, and he has, uh, I believe it's uh, maybe a petition that you signed. And I'm going to put the link in here uh, in the chat room for people to go ahead and check it out. Um, and he just sent me, just asked him to mention that, and it's a letter that he wrote to Obama about um, – you know, the ADAP situation in America, and I think it's a petition signed to it. So you can go and check that out there um, and find his thing. He does uh, a lot of work and great uh, videos on his blog um, speaking about HIV and living with hepatitis. So I think, uh, you know, he has a great thing going on over there. So check that out and, and find that petition for him so we can get as many names as possible. Yeah, so. that's a great idea. So just a reminder, we got about 15 minutes left in the show. You can reach us here if you'd like to speak to us on air, 347 215 9442 or tweet us at PauseIM. Questions can be entered in the chat room. Um, and we'll be talking about anything and everything you want to talk about. So just give us a call. Um, Jeremy, one of the things that I think most people don't realize is that we ourselves can put a dent or start rolling the ball to end stigma against HIV if we came out more. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I think a lot of people hide due to the fear and, like you said, the stigma. But I really think the only way to beat the stigma is to come out and just be yourself and just be like, hey, this is me, I have HIV, get over it. Because yeah. I think once you get over it, people get over it. Yep. And, you know, and it's really taking control and taking the power back. Um, you know, it's, it is – Oftentimes, when we do get um, when we are when we get handed that diagnosis, it's mm-hmm. it's frightening. It's a scary thing because it, oh, there's that damn train again. Since the train is honking, and I'm just going <laughs> to quickly throw out there um, to give us a call if you'd like to call in at three four seven two one five nine four four two. We have just about ten minutes left. Of, of the show, and if you call in, hit the one button, um, hit your one button, and we'll get into the queue, and we'll bring you on. And we've kind of been talking about all kinds of uh, different things tonight. We've been talking about ADAP. We've been talking about stigma. We've been talking about disclosure. Um, we've been uh, talking about all kinds of things. And um, and and right now, um, what were we talking about? Oh, coming out and disclosing more. You know, uh, being able to in, in ha- being able to be comfortable and taking that power back, you know, and once once we have and once somebody has actually taken the power back and has has been able to hold on to it themselves, it's so much easier to to manage it. You know, it, it's so much easier to to deal with you know, going in and getting treatment. Um, and it's it's about not being in denial. Right. It's, it's tough because, you know, when I was diagnosed, I was not on meds. My counts were good. So it's easy to kind of feed that denial and sweep it under the rug because you're not taking medicine every day to remind you, you know what I mean? I wasn't involved in advocacy or anything with Pause I Am or anything about HIV. I didn't go to AIDS Walk. You know, for the first five years, I was so disconnected from HIV that I really only found myself when I fully connected with HIV. And it's so weird how it works, but it's just, you know, 
there's a lot of fear that goes with it. So I understand. Yeah, I mean, it's a scary, scary thing. And and especially if you are going to a doctor that um that doesn't specialize. Right? Right. How how frightening is it? And and then they it, it's so tough because not all doctors are created equal. That's true. You know, they they just aren't. Um, a really good family physician is probably not going to be a really good HIV specialist and infectious disease doctor. Just probably not going to happen. Um, because you want somebody who, and, and what I often have found is that my HIV doctor is also my 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 one and only doctor that I go to because Thank you for me. he, yeah, you know what, because he knows me. He knows the medications I'm on. He knows what's going on with me, and, and, and then I don't have to create it, and he's happy to do that. So, I mean, it's it's so, so very important to find good, good doctors, but... Yeah, but you have to find your doctor like you're looking for a job. Like, you need to interview your doctor oh, yeah. to make sure he's the best fit. And if he's not, um, you know, we have to have the guts and, and the confidence to be like, look, doctor, this ain't working, I'm going to look for someone else. Yeah. And if you don't know what doctor to go to, you can ask your friends maybe that are positive and live in your area, and who do they go to? Or maybe, you, you know, or if you don't know, you know, contact your ASO or... or, or Posted on Pause I Am, and people will respond and let you know where they go. It's it's important that you find a doctor that fits you and is knowledgeable about HIV. Because when I just went to my family doctor, that's who diagnosed me, my family doctor, and he looked at me like I just failed a test and was like I was going to die. And he gave me no pamphlet and just pushed me out the door. So yeah, I mean, I'm just so glad that I got the doctor I have now. Absolutely. It is, you know, doctors are, doctors are just, they're so important. And I think what oftentimes that happens with with most people is that people get intimidated by the degree. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. You know, people get intimidated by that degree. And therefore, they think because you go, you've gone to you know however many years of med school that you know everything. Well, boys and girls, that's not true. That's not accurate. You know, um, it, it, it is just we have to take and we have to be the patient expert when we go in to speak and see our doctors. Yeah. So that and that's very very important, right? So definitely find a good relationship with your doctor and find a good doctor because that's important to having good health and and you living a long life and you know it's important for people with HIV to to, to do that and that's like the first step of like taking care of yourself is is finding that spot where you're comfortable to talk to your doctor about anything that may come up whether it's a rash or warts or yeah anything you know you have to be able to have that comfortableness and and you know some people can't do it unless they're you know in a certain kind of facility so i think that you know, just keep looking until you find the right one eventually you're going to find them and, and ask for referrals yeah. from other people it's it's all about you know it's all about talking talking it out and uh, you know what there's those commercials that have been have been going on now that we're talking about doctors there's the, those commercials that you see all the time where um the uh you see the the man or the woman and they'll be at a restaurant and they're saying, "Oh, and does it come with this and can I get this and da 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 you know asking all these questions, and then it flips to them in a doctor's office and the doc- and the doctor says, "Do you ha- have any more questions yep nope, I'm good, thanks, yeah, you know people mm-hmm. get i <laughs> I call it the uh the white coat paral- paralysis. You know, they, they just get in there and it's like, oh, you know, because there's so much sharing that goes on and and that or that needs to happen 
that oftentimes that we're just afraid to share too much because we are afraid of giving up that whatever that is, that, that control. So it's it's important to, you know, trust in and, and really what it boils down to is if you don't trust your doctor, find a different one. That's right. You know? If you don't I trust totally agree. get out. You know, and and like where I go, it is you know like strictly, um, uh, basically an HIV resource center, and it's like conjoined with a nonprofit. And they run together, and they have like an AIDS library there that you can go in, and it's just so friendly. And like that for me, I know like if if anybody is in the Philadelphia area and you're positive and you don't know where to go, go check out Philadelphia Fight and Jonathan Lack Center in Center City. I believe it's like 12th and 13th in Walnut, and they have the best, like you walk in and they're like, hey, how you doing, Robert? You know, how are you today? Like all upbeat as soon as I walk in, and for me, that just puts me in a good mood and lets me know, hey, she remembers my name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it makes me feel welcome, like I belong here, and and the doctor is just great, and, and just I just think it's awesome. You know, and bring your partner with you or, or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or, or whoever you have, your wife, your spouse. Bring them with you to your doctor's appointments. It's important that they understand what's going on with you, too. Unless, of course, you don't want to share something with your partner in front of your doctor that you need to share with your partner before you go to your doctor. Always important. Always important because, you know, you go with your significant other to the doctor's office and find out that you have chlamydia, and then they look at you. And you're like, well, I think that would be something that you would know you had before and you would decide not to bring your partner or person exactly. with you. Exactly. <laughs> so. But I'm assuming that everybody is just going and, and, and lovey-dovey with their partners and everything's all great. <laughs> yeah, but you know why said, they're lovey-dovey? You know why they're lovey-dovey, Robert? Why? Because they let their partner so, take them to go see fireworks. See. <laughs> I That's knew you would wrap it back around to this. I, that's why we have only two and a half minutes left. So you know, I, I got to bring it back. Got to bring it back to the yeah. beginning and bring it full circle. Joe wants I, to go to fireworks with you, and you will disappoint him yet again. Another year of disappointment. Another year of disappointment that he doesn't uh, go out to see fireworks with the love of his life on his arm. Wrapped well, maybe we'll just baby. go do that. And I'll take a big photo of it and take a picture of it and send it to you. Well, you better. I'll tweet it, okay? I'll tweet the because, picture. Well, you'd have to. You would have to tweet the picture. Because, because Joe, we don't want Joe to be disappointed. And, and, and he looks forward to these fireworks every year. And you, and you keep turning him down. Every <laughs> year. No, oh, no, God. not this year, Joe. I have a headache. I want to stay in and watch watch them on TV. You no. know what? Take My control. Is... Take control, Robert. Take control. Look, we have 90 seconds, and my last statement on that is going to see. be... Get out there last... and go watch those fireworks with Joe. Listen, listen. I can watch fireworks from my porch. I don't need to go anywhere. No, uh, 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 no. And with the no, price no, of no. gas, you got to save every penny. So first, I just want to thank everybody no, no, for tuning no, no. in tonight. Joe yes. needs to go see fireworks. Even even yes, the even the folks in the chat room agree. Joe needs to go see the fireworks. Well, so I'm going to say you don't you don't want so, him being disappointed all year. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. But I do okay. want to thank everybody for tuning in this evening. I do too. Wish everybody a happy Fourth of July. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and yes. just walk. <laughs> no. Don't drink uh, and drive, and, you, and we will be thinking about you and Joe at the fireworks. Sounds great. And remember, you can find more information on the show and our past shows on iTunes, or you can go to pauseim.com. You can go to pauseim on Twitter, and you can find links to um, my personal Twitter page and Jeremy's page. And visit Jeremy's fabulous blog over at positivelyspeaking.com. That's positively with a Z. Thank you all That's for tuning right. in. Have a great night. Jeremy, hey, we have, will... hey, wait, 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 wait. We have 10 seconds left, and I just want to make one little announcement. One little Here we go. Minute, Take Joe to go see the fireworks, damn it. 
Okay. And don't forget, you guys can join us all next week. Uh, Bye. Me and Jeremy will be discussing um, newly diagnosed and what it feels like to be newly diagnosed. And we'll be taking your questions and calls all hour. And we want to know any questions you have. Are you newly diagnosed living with HIV? Share your questions with us, and we'll be happy to give you the best answers that we see fit. Um, and join us next week for that. Have a great night. Night. Take Joe to the fireworks. Bye.